Well, good evening. Welcome to episode 35 of Tailboard Meetings with Jesus podcast. We're going to be continuing our study on marriage today, talking about communications today. I'm going to just remind you of our objectives for this series. Um, For the Christian first responder to be equipped to disciple other couples and how to treat your spouse like a chief. Students will be able to articulate the importance of communications as it relates to their marriage. So today we're going to be talking about communications. And as an introduction, I'm going to talk, uh, give you a quick little introduction to talking about communications on the fire ground, uh, something we most of us can relate to. Uh, the success of a fire ground depends on many factors, which is controlled by the firefighter. Well-trained and aggressive firefighters, state-of-the-art equipment, adequate personnel on the fire ground, and effective communication are all needed in order to save lives and extinguish fire. Without good communications, incidents that firefighters respond to spiral quickly downward, out of control, and potentially life-threatening to firefighters' lives and other lives as well. One of the most common themes that we talk about after the fire is communication. On the fire ground, good communication between units and between the incident commanders is critical for success. As the old saying goes, as the first few minutes of the fire ground goes, so goes the incident. And what's meant by that saying is, If the first arriving units can accurately and calmly give a good size up and good update reports, the incident commanders can formulate good decisions and the fire will go out. Good communications between firefighters and officers, between officers and chiefs, and between chiefs and the communication center is what is needed for success. Good communication does not come easy. It takes effort, learning from others, and years to perfect if one wants to be a good good communications within a marriage can be looked at in the very same way. In order to be successful, a couple, as couples, we need to learn the art of good communication. Communication involves the giving and receiving of information by more than one individual. So what does the Bible say about communication? I'm going to read you several scriptures here, but the first one is out of the book of James, chapter 3, will be uh, the first uh, verses 2 through 12. It says, For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man. Able also to bridle the whole body. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they might obey us. And we turn their whole body. Look also at ships, although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder whenever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. 
See how great a forest a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire. A world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature. And it is set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird of reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless our God and Father and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceeds blessings and cursings. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree bear olives and grapefruits and grapevines bear figs? Thus no spring yields both salt water and fresh. And then we see in Ephesians 4.29, says, Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. And then finally in Colossians 4.6, the Bible says, that let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. So your spouse ought to be included in these types of speeches, and you should avoid negative comments, name-calling, you always or you never, and I wish statements. What you say about your spouse around the station gives an indication of how your marriage is progressing. I challenge you to read, there's about eight or ten scriptures here. I challenge you to read these scriptures and write down what you learn, the principles that you learn about the tongue. And the first one is Proverbs 18.21. The example out of that is you learn life and death. But just in your spare time, sometimes if you're doing some Bible study, read the, these other scriptures and just kind of think about um, what kind of principles that you can learn from about the tongue in these uh, scriptures. Proverbs ten nineteen through twenty one, Proverbs eleven thirteen, Proverbs twelve eighteen, Proverbs twelve twenty five, Proverbs sixteen twenty four. Proverbs seventeen nine, Proverbs twenty five eleven through twelve, Proverbs twenty seven six, and finally Proverbs twenty seven fifteen through sixteen. So now, how do people communicate? People communicate by using words seven percent of the time, tone of voice thirty eight percent, and facial gestures fifty five percent. So, we're going to look at just a few different types of communication. You have cliches, which is typical, routine, often repeated communications. 
basically how are you um are you having a good day just short little uh bits of communication and then we have facts information or statistics about life um it requires no depth thinking or reasoning i mean it's just automatically that what you know then you have opinions and this includes you and your spouse's concerns goals aspirations this is where the beginning of the conflict within a marriage can can start then you have feelings after dealing with with marital conflict using communication skills spouses feel at ease to share feelings and then needs the deepest level of communication where you feel free to express or reveal your unique needs in the marriage if couples never get to this level of communication couples will remain strangers so communications is a skill that can be learned we work on it at the firehouse or uh, wherever we work the ms base or whatever so if we work on it there why can't we work on it in our marriages there are times that every marriage, uh, in every marriage where spouses are not communicating with each other. And think about this when you're arguing or you're nitpicking or whatever. The light bulb goes off. You turn off. You turn yourself off. And one or more of the, spou- of the spouses feels uh, misunderstood or unappreciated, disregarded, or disrespected. Spouses listen to each other in different ways as well. Learn what love language your spouse has and begin to communicate in that way in order to improve your marriage. And I challenge you to read uh, The Five Love Languages by Larry Chapman. And that will give you a better view, a better idea of this concept. And there's some online uh, information that you can get uh, there's a test you can take that, that reveals your love language, and it's really helpful um, when you're trying to figure out how to how to talk to or how to act with your spouse or your significant other. <clears throat> so how to communicate effectively. Communications is exchanged on the fire ground by, by radio, by face-to-face, or by a runner. The most common means of communicating on the fire ground is through a portable radio. Messages from the company officer are transmitted by radio to the incident commander, who acknowledges the transmission and then makes decisions based on that report. Since an incident commander cannot see the company officer, not only are the words important, but also the tone of voice or the sense of urgency are they are all used in the decision making process so on the fire ground there are rules that officers and firefighters utilize during the emergency only one radio can talk at a time they do not even allow for interruption only information that is important to the incident is relayed to the incident commander officers talk within their assigned group not going around the group leaders. Priority messages and maydays take precedence over all other communications. 
Officers and incident commanders listen very carefully to every transmission before making decisions. So we're going to talk about some tricks of the trade. Uh, turn off all devices, computers, phones, televisions, etc. Plan on what you're going to talk about, how important it is to you and your spouse, and what priority you would place on it. This minimizes misunderstandings. So think about the different types of communication, just regular type communication. Example of that would be when you're having your coffee in the morning together, just sitting around, just chit-chatting. Urgent communication. It's more important than regular, but not as important as priority. And some examples would be difficulty with children, or you need to go find a place to talk uh, with no distractions. <clears throat> and then you have priority messages. I'm in trouble, and I need your help. You're going through a trial, and, and can only get through this trial with your spouse's help. And you need to go somewhere with no distractions. And then finally, mayday, mayday, mayday. I need help. Communications becomes crucial, and we may need some professional help. An example of that would be your RIT team. So decide what your needs are. You are more likely to get your needs met than what you want. Use good judgment. And timing your communication. Don't decide to sit down and talk with your spouse when they're sick or they're not feeling well or they're busy or whatever. Um, and that also goes with the first day off of shift for your firefighters. A lot of times they're stressed out and uh, they've run all night. They're just um, irritable. I know I was a lot of times when I'd get off shift. And all these can be stressful times for spouses. Make eye contact. Give your spouses, or get your spouses undivided attention. Don't do the laundry while trying to discuss something that's important to your spouse. Be a good listener. Confirm what you heard. Ensure that you understand what was said. Battalion chiefs do this uh, in the district on box alarms. They repeat what the company officer said in order to not make a mistake. After your spouse tells you something, rephrase what, she, what was said. <coughs> if the time comes, if the time is not convenient, reschedule when it would be more convenient. Communication is a two-way street. If both spouses can follow these steps, you will both benefit and strengthen your marriage. So finding time to communicate. <coughs> Try going old school. Hand wash the dishes and talk about life together. Go on a walk. Don't be scared to hold hands. And just talk. Put the kids to bed, turn off the television and the computer and just sit there and talk. <clears throat> Take the kids to a sitter. Cook a romantic dinner. But don't forget to talk. Husbands could get involved in their wives' interests. Shopping, crafts, cooking, 
whatever it may be. Wives can get involved in their husband's interests, fixing cars, sports. Watch a sunset or a sunrise together while taking a, talking about life. Go for a drive in the country. Talk about the things that concern you. Go to the park. Sit on a bench and just talk. Just enjoy life together. It is imperative that that couples make communication a priority. <coughs> so finally, we're going to be looking at uh, some essential skills for effective communication. I think there's four of them that we're going to look at. The first one is expressing negative feelings. In order to have a successful marriage, you need to be able to communicate negative feelings effectively. Don't ex- don't ex- exaggerate, exaggerate. Don't mind read. Use I statements instead of you statements. Don't generalize. Be specific. And then number two, listen to negative feelings. Goes back to be a good listener. Men don't try to fix the problem. Sometimes women just need to vent or express their feelings. Be concerned about your spouse's feelings. Number three, expressing positive feelings. Firefighters are not good at expressing positive feelings toward others. We need to work on it. Look for ways to compliment your spouse. Men will earn more love from their wives if it's done in public and you mean it. Women will earn more love if they show respect to their husbands in public. Both will benefit from expressing positive feelings. Ephesians 5.33 tells us that, However, let each one of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Number four, listening to positive feelings. It can be awkward, but it's important to accept positive feelings, especially from your spouse. Accept positive feelings with true humility. Talking critical incident stresses and and firefighters. Couples should be on guard for this syndrome. It is real and can happen as a result of one run or years of service. Seek professional help if you need it. And I want to reiterate there that the ministry, we, we want to help you through some of those critical times if if we can help you in any way, please contact us. Um, we just want to be another tool in your toolbox to where you have somebody to talk to, somebody that uh, you can um, just tell your feelings to. Because um, we've been there. We've, we've run those calls that, um, that stick with you. So as we get ready to close... Our application for first responders is marriage. marriages are a gift from God and are important in the lives of first responders. In order to have successful marriages, first responders must put in time and energy required. Healthy marriages will ultimately make better first responders who can use all of their energy 
to help others. So I'm going to leave you with some discussion questions. Um, I think it's about four questions. The first one is, why is communication so important? So just take some time and, and sit down and, and ponder on these a little while. So why is communication so important? What areas do you need to improve on? How will effective communication improve your marriage? And what are some signs that a marriage has ineffective communications? And like I said, sit down sometime and, and just kind of think on these four questions um, and pray to God. Pray for, ask God to, to help reveal some of these to you. And ask God to help you through some of the, the struggles that um, maybe you're trying to do on your own. So your Bible memorization is James 3, 6. It says, And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature. And it is set on fire by hell. So my prayer request to you is that you might be more effectively, uh, be able to more effectively communicate with your spouse in the coming year. So as always, like I said earlier, if we can ever help you in any way, if we can uh, be, a, be a shoulder that you can cry on or, or somebody that you can talk to or whatever, uh, don't hesitate to call us or send us a text, email, whatever. And uh, we want to be here for you. We want to help you through those rough times. And as always, um, as I leave you the, this week, um, stay safe and um, focus on God. And if we can help you in any way, please reach out to us. And until next time. Stay safe and God bless.